You're listening to Roadie, the Billy and Ben podcast. Billy, do you realize we've had 106 downloads? I didn't know that. Yeah, I think that maybe 30 of them might be me. Just checking the file. But you still count. Yeah, but that means like 70 people have listened to it, to our five episodes. This is episode six. No way. How many did you think we'd done, more or less? <laughs> I thought we did like nine. Like no. nine. Does it feel like <laughs> nine? No, I think that was the last thing you gave me last two weeks ago. You said, oh, I think we had like five listeners or something like that. So, Billy, we've had some guests in the past. Steve, I think Steve's been our only guest twice. But um, I don't know if I call him a special guest. No, not not Steve. He's not a special guest. He's just a regular guest. Yeah, he's a regular guest. Yeah. Uh, and I think he'd be happy with that. I think he would be the first one to admit that he's not special. Well, I believe so. He would, he would try to talk himself down a little bit. Mm. So our special guest this week is a fellow American, Billy, Joel Marshall. Now, Joel, he has a daily show Monday to Friday on YouTube called Lunch Therapy. But Joel's not some, you know, just some fly-by-nighter YouTube. I was reading his, his IMDb and it's got, like, Medium on there and Steppenwolf Theatre in Chicago. I mean... They're pretty big. Yeah, he's he's... He's got the skills as well. He really made us laugh. This is, and he's a fellow Yankee. It's going to be really uh, a great privilege to uh, talk to somebody with uh, the American accent. I haven't, I don't hear it that often, unless I talk to myself. I did look at his show, Lunch Therapy, and I found it quite interesting on how he negotiated his ideas, and I found it interesting how he can talk at the same time keep the conversation going and then he puts in these in these little little things that you need to hear and if you're you're not listening you won't hear it and i think i think that's a good tool that he has just to fill people in we got him on to give us some acting lessons yeah um, which billy doesn't really need but i certainly did as uh, if you've listened to past episodes anyway should we talk about feedback from last episode billy That'd be great. I hear with all the 70 people that we know, we would have gotten some good feedback. Oh, yeah. We've had some really good feedback. Are you serious? Yeah. Um, Tim said, loving the podcast. I just love listening to Billy talk shit. Which I do. Okay. Hey, man, you own it. I own up to that, and I do, because you got to fake it till you make it, they say. So um, You've taken I that do... to the next level, though. But you don't want to lie. You don't want to lie. I agree, but you know sometimes, sometimes it's good to just, you know, yeah. Even if you watch something on TV last night and you just, you got nothing to talk about, so you tell people, oh yeah, that's what happened to you, and you just hope that they didn't watch that show. Steve, we got some feedback from Steve. He said, "I can't believe you used my text message on the air." Did you? Because we read back his text, so he was, I mean, he said some other stuff as well, but that's basically, he was, he was shocked. He said, I better be careful what I say in the future. Why is he being so like, wow, like, you used the text message that he sent you. Now, you met Adam, didn't you, the other day over FaceTime? Did I? Yeah. Ah. He still refuses to listen, but he's actually accepted my offer to be a guest on the podcast. You're so making he, headway. So he's going to be a guest on there. I don't know if he'll ever listen to it, but at least we'll have him on the show. Why won't he listen to it? Uh, probably because he's a hater, I would imagine. He even if he's... Oh, you think he won't listen to it even though he's on it? He won't wow. give us the satisfaction that he has um, actually listened to it. Can somebody be that much of a hater? Oh, he's a pro. Total pro. But he's a good cameraman. He's going to shoot something for me tomorrow. Oh. He's a likable hater. Uh, we got one more from Josh. He said, it's great hearing your voice. I can just open the iPod and there's Benny. Nose clipper crimes. Ha, ha, ha. <laughs> so thank you. That's actually my cousin, Josh. Now my daddy told me. 
Boy, you better learn the blues. Cause if you learn them blues, you won't ever lose. That's what he said. We've had some new guests, Billy, throughout um, the last five episodes, but today we've got our first special guest. Today we've got Joel Marshall. Joel's originally from Seattle. That's the upper northwest, Billy. Yeah. And Joel is, is Joel's a professional, unlike us. He's a card-carrying SAG-AFTRA actor, and he's also a stand-up. That's right. Great resume. Great resume. He's just come off 58 episodes of his daily streaming show, Lunch Therapy, which I encourage all five of our listeners to watch. I know already one of them has. So today, Joel's come on. He's going to chat to Billy and myself about comedy, and he's going to give us some tips with our acting chops, too. He's had a wealth of experience from the world of stage, Steppenwolf in Chicago, TV shows like Medium. And not only is Joel is a super nice guy, he's funny, too. Thank you so much for coming on Roadie today. You are our first international guest. Thank you for having me. I'm honored to be on this show. So I've been watching your show Lunch Therapy on YouTube this week, Mm -hmm. and you've been focusing on the 80s cult film Better Off Dead. Yes. And you've been given quite a lot of airtime to the paperboy. Mm -hmm. I I want want my $2. Now... I heard you talking about this um, paperboy situation and I don't think that joke would have made that much sense for uh, for Australia because we've got a different paperboy situation here. So the paperboy deal here is that the like the person who owns like the, the newsstand, the news agent, uh. hi- puts a, an ad in the window and they hire you and they'll pay you like no matter what, like... You get you get paid directly from them, and then you go around wow. and you do the paperboy thing. But this seems America- better. Seems better, but it's kind of a middleman, so the paperboy doesn't probably doesn't make as much money. But oh, I see. I here in America, being a paperboy is sort of a rite of passage, where you learn how to be a capitalist, essentially. Okay. You learn, <laughs> you you buy the papers from the newspaper company. They give them, they deliver them to you in a big bundle and you have to, you have to sell them. You have to keep track of who your customers are, who your subscribers are, and you have to go around and at the end of the month, you have to collect your money, which is a terrible idea. You should probably collect your money before the people get their papers, I think, or at least half up front or something. But it is a lesson in capitalism and how to be an independent contractor, essentially. And some people, they learn that way. Other people, they learn through the paperboy system. Everybody's got a different way, but we all learn to be good capitalists. And that's, that's probably why you have that problem in Australia of not understanding the I want my $2 is because here it just cuts right to the heart of a lot of our, our youth, you know? I like so, that. It's painful memories. It's a bit like now what I do, like you don't get paid. It's not like a transaction. You get paid, you know, you send an invoice. So maybe that aspect of Better mm. Off Dead is not something. But have you, did you see the movie? Have you seen the movie? I did watch the movie and my eyes are still adjusting, Joel, from that the blur. blurry, very low YouTube version. What is it doing? Why is it just on YouTube? I don't know. It's, it's a classic film. That's why I decided to do a whole week on it. Because I needed to figure out, like, what the heck is going on with this movie? Because it is something, at least in our, in our world, we used to quote it on a daily basis. Still to this day, people quote it. And they don't even, some people never even saw the movie. And they wow. say, I want my $2. Or they say, you know, the la- they speak the, the language of, the, the international language, the language of love. I want my $2. I want my $2. You know, there's a, there's a million of them. And as you watch the movie, you start to realize, oh, that's where this came from. I, my wife had never seen the movie and I showed it to her. That actually was very helpful because I, I, I told her about this movie. I showed it to her. We watched it. And the opening credits, she was like, Amanda Wiss, you know her. And I was like, wait a minute. I do know her. And that was our first guest that we had on the show. We had wow. Amanda Wiss come on who plays Beth, the love interest in Better Off Dead. 
One of the things I wanted to say I, that I learned doing fat-free film. Yes. Because I started doing a podcast when, I mean, nobody even knew what a podcast was back then, right? I mean, not where, not where really. I was living. Yeah, it was you know, hard We to went explain. and interviewed Leonard Nimoy, and he was like, that was I don't know what this is, but let's just go ahead. And then they would talk, and it was great because they didn't really under, I mean, I felt like a lot of those people didn't even understand where this was going. Like maybe we were going to write an article or something. Right. So they would talk so openly. And, uh, but one of the things I learned from doing those interviews with people is you can have your list of questions, but the questions really come out of what the person says, because right. you'll throw yourself off track trying to go down a list because you're like, uh, and then I'm going to ask this and then I'm going to ask that, but it, it takes you out of conversation. Right. And now all of a sudden it becomes almost like a quiz. And it also, okay. if your question is going to come out off what the person is saying, uh, then you listen better also because you're listening for like, oh, what is my question? I about just this? threw away my notes. If you... <laughs> All right, good. <laughs> you know them anyway. <laughs> you know, I have a friend, uh, Stuart Stern, who was interviewed on Fat Free Film, and he's, yes. he's gone now, unfortunately. Um, but he said to me, he used to do interviews as well. He wrote Rebel Without a Cause. Wow. And he Whoa. Wrote the, the, uh, yeah, so he's, he's written, he's a, an Emmy Award winning writer. He was best friends with Paul Newman, but he would go around. Paul Newman, in fact, sent him to interview John Huston. Wow. And John Huston was on his deathbed. And Stewart went there and he had a little recorder and he started recording the interview. Yeah. And John Huston talked about his entire life. Wow. And, at, and then Stewart was going to write, a, write a, a, an article on it. And at the end of the interview, he realized he never turned the recorder on. Damn it. And, yeah. And he said to John Houston, he, he confessed. He said, you know, I didn't turn the recorder on. And John Houston, he said, go write the article. You'll remember it. Send it to me. And I'll, I'll approve it or, or disapprove it. And so he went and wrote the article and he sent it to John Houston. And he's like, yep, that's what I said. Exactly. It's in your mind. You know what your you mind. want to say. You know you have yep. so much more going on in your in your mind than on, than you can have on a piece of paper or on a recorder. There's so much more that you're taking in. It's pretty incredible. Yeah, I'm doing a class right now, and, and I'm with a lot of students, and we have to do role plays. And everybody sounds like a mechanical instrument by reading off of a piece of paper. And yeah. my my teachers say, Bill, you you you're one of the best guys here because you 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 don't try to uh, have a, a you know a set plan you just it comes off the top of your head i says because i i listen i learn and it's in my head and when it's time to talk doing doing the role plays i just be myself you know and yeah. it works out best but sometimes when you have notes and, you, and you're trying to have a script it, it never works and you sound that's why it's so hard like to be you. an actor because you got to make it you we as actors always say you have to do your homework really well, like making that list of questions or, or looking somebody up and reading them, watching the movie, whatever. You have to do all that homework. But when you step on stage or when you step on the set, you got to let it all go. Mama can't help you then. Shit. Mama can't help you. I was thinking about that exact thing about the time I was in um, America with you. And I, I guess I sort of answered. You've sort of answered what happened for me, but. I remember seeing I remember seeing you and like I'm like do I do I try and stick with an agenda of what I want to talk about cuz mm -hmm. or you know and I was really like um cuz I'll I know I'll forget stuff um yeah. but I think I learned that maybe you might forget some stuff but it's a it's a richer conversation if you Exactly. If you Exactly. You're going to forget stuff. And you're going to be like, afterwards, awesome. you're going to be like, oh, I never asked him about that scene or whatever. Okay. I never asked him, but it's worth it. It's totally worth wow. it. Wow. And you could also catch up with him another time. <laughs> you know, you just got to gotta go for the moment. That's a masterclass, man. And that was my biggest fear when I first started interviewing people was that all of a sudden I wouldn't have anything to talk about. And it's mm -hmm. never happened. You know, as long as you're interested and as long as you're listening, mm. it just keeps going. You have to like cut them off short. Like the interviews I'm doing now yeah. have to be only 30, 30 minutes. And uh, I always have to end it before I want to, you know? So when I was listening 
two-year, like, probably fat-free film. I listened for maybe, I don't know, six months before I mm-hmm. reached out to you. But I don't remember – I mean, you were pretty serious. Yeah, when I look back on it, I think the same thing. Um, and I did this I did this a lot in my life where I took myself too seriously <laughs> and, uh, and kind of gave my power away or didn't have uh, – use all my resources – so like you've heard me tell stories about like when I was in high school and things, you know, when I was in college mm-hmm. and all these goofy things that we used to do. And mm-hmm. that was so much fun. But for some reason, when I started being an entertainer, maybe it's because I went to, to university to be an actor and they were very serious about it. And you were, you know, very like about, about like, oh, oh, you only should do theater and you should only do the plays of these people. And it, I got very cerebral and serious. And I have spent the I'm not blaming college necessarily on this, but it was just where I was at the time. It was like I, I all of a sudden it became super important and I lost all the all my tools. Essentially, all the fun that I was having is what you use in this stuff. Wow. And it's an amazing lesson that I have, you know, repeatedly learned throughout my life. But when I was doing fat free film, I feel like, yeah. wow, I was really like um, maybe I was intimidated uh-huh. I started doing the show because I was interested in filmmaking yeah. and I was an actor who was trained in the theater. And so I wanted to find out about filmmaking. So I thought, well, maybe I'll do, I'll interview great filmmakers and people in the film industry and learn from them and share it with whoever happens to be listening to podcasts. And that was the whole MO of that thing. Amazing. And I learned a hell of a lot. Oh, it was such a great, um, podcast and still like that stuff will still like hold up like yeah. you know for example that Leonard Nimoy thing like you know now he's but there was so many good into I mean I found that so inspirational and ultimately amazing ultimately I've sort of discovered that I probably want to be more a documentary filmmaker than a than a you know yeah. that that sort of um, it's fascinating. And we yeah. see that more and more documentaries now, but we also see exactly what we're talking about in those documentaries. Everybody that I talk to that makes a documentary, especially the kind where they're kind of investigating something, they say it starts out and I have this idea of what this documentary is going to be. And somewhere in the middle of it, I realize, oh, that's not what this is about. Uh-huh. And the thing takes a turn because they find out something or yeah. And it's they they or they become so immersed in it that now they've learned what the actual story is. But you wow. find the story while you're doing it. I spent a lot of time as as a young adult, eleven years old, and uh, my grandmother used to work for um, Lee Strasberg. Wow. Yeah, taking care wow. of their two kids wow. uh, because they were going between Chicago and New York in LA and the weather would change. So my grandma would like basically take care of the kids. So for the listeners out there that don't know who Lee Strasberg is, which is very possible. He's one of the great acting teachers of the last century and trained all kinds of people that you see in the film industry. And the, the legacy has continued to teachers beyond this guy. He also was an actor as well. Yeah, he was, yeah, he was very, but I used to, I used to live in, in the house with him. And not knowing really? who he you was. used to live in the house there too. I, I did. You knew I, Lee Strasberg. Yes, I grew up wow. for like maybe for like four years. He taught wow. me from my first lesson. I stole something from his child, and I had mm. to go take it back and apologize. And after that, he goes, "You never take anything that, that doesn't belong to you." And wow. I learned from that. But you know, he'd be he'd be doing his fish in the morning, and scaling his fish, and cooking, and he would say things. And one thing he said is. The acting is you have to act and react to any situation at any given moment so you stay in yeah. reality. Yeah. And I never forgot that. And and that's that skill of acting is like you play the part. You're there. Mm-hmm. You know, you're in the story. You're doing it. And don't don't go away from that. Just stay in the just stay in there. You know, whatever somebody says to you, you have to react to what they say. And I get in trouble a lot of times because I, I think I'm, on, I'm I think I'm in a movie. I always felt like that when I was a kid, you know, because music. We just, when I was a kid, we just got Walkman with the Walkman, you know, where you could put the headphones on and listen to a tape. And all of a sudden you were, you know, when we first did it, we'd like yell really loud because you feel like everybody else is hearing the song or not, <laughs> yeah. you know, or you sing and you don't have no idea how you sound. Uh, but I always yeah. felt like every song was like about me and every, and it was about my story. And this was the soundtrack of my life. And I was in a movie. <laughs> totally thought I was in a movie. Sometimes I, I listen to music and try to get to that c- connection again. 
that connection because right. I had such a connection with the music in that because it's like scoring my life. Pull out some that, um, <laughs> Thomas Newman stuff. That that yeah, you know him. The um, no. well, you you will know him because he did Finding Nemo. Um, well, he did one of my favorite scores, which is uh, Meet Joe Black. Do you know that score? Oh, I yeah, don't know the score. Yeah. But I know the movie. It's yeah, a movie. beautiful I must know the score, score. If I would hear it. It is a beautiful it was an intense score. movie. Yeah, it was. Yeah, one of my acting teachers was in that movie, uh, Jeffrey Tambor. I don't know if you know Jeffrey Tambor. Arrested Development. Arrested Development. Thank you. Yeah, he's a great actor, but he's one of those guys that's in the moment. You know, when he's acting, you don't feel like he's acting at all. And he was yeah. like that uh, as a teacher. It was one of the best acting teachers I've ever had, hands down. Um, he didn't necessarily have a method, but he was more prescriptive to how, um, he could make you better, uh -huh. but he was so committed. He would actually, when he got a job, like when he was working on arrested development, he would tell them I have to be out, out of here by a certain time to teach my acting class. Wow. And he would have it written into his contract cause he took it so seriously. But now I've seen, seen classes that he's been doing and I sometimes have stopped in and, uh, just for the, just to kind of feel that energy of that guy, because he was, he was exactly what an actor should be, or he is exactly what an actor should be. Yeah, it has a lot to do with the, the style, and like you said, uh, Strasberg was like he taught Monroe, he taught Brando, and yeah. all they used to say about learned. Brando that he would just kind of walk onto the set, and you wouldn't really see a difference between the way he was in life and the way he was on the set. Like in, there's that great thing about the godfather where he has the cat and he's sitting there with the cat and he's the you know the godfather and he's playing with that cat through the entire scene well that was a cat that was just happened to be on the set and he brought it into the scene with him and of course it says all these things about that character and it was just like you know i mean it means a lot in the just the language of film but to him it was just like He's going, he's not no different from his living mm. and being in the, it's what everybody aspires to, I guess. And being in the moment. Being in the doing. moment and being there. Yeah. yeah I like yeah, that it's... film he did. I think it's his last film, The Score, 2001. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And it's one of the first films I, I remember seeing where there's a line in the trailer that is not in the film or like the cut. You've got yeah. Edward Norton say, do you want me to list the ways I can burn you? And then I'm watching the film. Yeah. I'm waiting for this moment to come. It's not it. He's Never actually came. off camera. He says it, but you're showing De Niro's response to him. I'm like, yeah, they do that. Sometimes they put things in the trailer that don't get to show up in the movie. I know. <laughs> you're like, I got ripped off. <laughs> I think I, I think I heard an interview with an editor recently that was talking about. Yeah, that's what they They'll shoot it yeah. as a trailer moment, but it's not necessarily, yeah. which uh, it's kind of like if it's good enough to be in the trailer, maybe it should be in the film. Hey, are you guys going to act? Yeah, let's me? do the acting. So Billy is actually, I've, I've done like a short, I've like auditioned a few people before and like Billy is good at this. And I've been saying to cool. Billy for years, you should be on the other side. Why are you doing this, Billy? You should be on the other side of the camera. Like you well, he grew up with Lee Strasberg, for God's sake. <laughs> Some of them must have rubbed uh, off, right? Yeah. I, I have worked on uh, 21 movies. Uh, oh, wow. Like from Freddy's Nightmares to Charlie's Angels. I worked on Soul Plane. I worked with uh, Little Nicky. I worked on that with Adam Sandler. Wow. And I've seen just about everything in the industry and i did it for about 10 years let's say you know so uh i'm like you I'm, i've been in the business at not acting but just being on the scene seeing things yeah. for seeing a whole movie shot because you know it takes three That's months cool. to do the movie and you're there perspective yeah so i met chris rock i worked on cell block four i worked on like like i said 25 movies or something i met burt reynolds once twice because wow. you're on the set and he, i was a security guard so i watched mm -hmm. everything you know, I refuse to work on the set because I'm like, why should I work when I can watch? And so I took a cut in pay and I would just stand there, there, you know, in L.A. You see the security guys on the sets, the movie guys, and yeah. they just stand up there with the security hat. So I would be in the parking lot some days, but some days I'd be like right on the set, you know, with Sally Fields. And I'd be like looking at them and, and watching wow. them and watch the directors tell people what to do and, and watch mm. the transportation people come in and move the trailers and the transportation team, the wardrobe, the 
everything. I know it from top to bottom. So um, I've had a lot of experience, you know, just in the movie industry, just watching things. Do, do you think you and Billy might have crossed paths, Joel? Um, he named a few films that I know people that were on. What about but, TV? Because uh, Billy did a lot of TV. He's been on a lot more sets gro- than I have, growing. I'll tell you. He's been to 25 movies and sets and stuff like that. I always feel like, I feel a little bit like I'm an outsider sometimes in this town because I, I'm such an independent filmmaker and yeah. and uh, independent podcaster, independent shows, um, that I don't have the same experiences like Billy. Yeah. Like Billy was talking about how he was driving around in a Lamborghini and living up in the Hollywood Hills. That's, that's not generally my experience. Maybe okay. someday... I'm just oh, here okay. doing my thing. Well, we're all sort of, we're all sort of in a box right now. But in general, uh, yeah, no, it's, it's, I've definitely been around it and been you know involved as much and met a lot of people. But I can't say I've been on 25 sets. That's for sure. No, nah, I mean, big it was, movies it was, on the one. It was it was okay, but it, it became natural to me after a while. They spent a lot of time on the movie so they don't really enjoy what they have their houses and everything because they are well actors. i find that you know i have i have had friends in the film industry who are hugely successful and i find that um it's all relative yeah. the stuff does not really make that much difference in fact the more stuff you have the less value the stuff that you have has does that make sense it, so if i have 50 computers a computer means nothing to me. Mm. If I have two computers, it's very precious to me, and I, you know, and I, I have more attention for it, and it is a much more exciting object um, than if I have fifty of them. It just becomes like water, like Joel, water. Water is a water is life. We have tons of it, and we take it for granted. If we didn't have it, we'd be like, oh my god, I wish I had lot water. Yeah, like toilet paper recently. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, Joel, so- what's the etiquette with can you ask like you you have a few like friends that are can you just say look look <laughs> can't you just get me in this film <laughs> come on it's a good question i i uh i must say um it's like a it's kind of like a faux pas yeah <laughs> you know what i mean yeah uh, i have done that i have directly said to people you know i really like it if you give me this movie and it always feels horrible i always yeah. feel horrible afterwards and it never gets me a job okay i do find in my life, when I have gone someplace and said, this is what I want, yeah. that oftentimes I can get it. Well, um, You know what I mean? Well, like, what do you I, mean? Like, yeah. okay, so I acted in a television show that was shot in Lithuania, and it was called uh, The New Adventures of Robin Hood. And I was somewhere at a theater company, and somebody said, oh, Joel, they're doing this show. It's called The New Adventures of Robin Hood. You'd be perfect for it. And at that moment, rather than going, oh, well, I wish I could do something about it, I just looked up the production company. I drove over there with my headshot. I went into the thing. It was in Century City in a high-rise building. It wasn't even like a production going on. It was like where they do the accounting or something like that. I went in there and I was like, I want to be on this show. I hear it's really good. And I was kind of young. And they were like, okay, thanks. And then I left thinking they just put it in the round file, uh-huh. you know. And a year later... Yeah. Somebody called me up and said, uh, Joel Marshall. And I was like, yeah. And they said, uh, we want you to work on this show, New Adventures of Robin Hood. Can you be on a plane tomorrow? Man. And I was like, yep. Not even and, an audition. Uh, <laughs> next yep. thing you know, yeah, next thing you know, I was in Lithuania. Uh, strangely enough, I was sort of, it was sort of one of those Joel Marshall experiences where I, I had a layover in Frankfurt or something like that. And I thought to myself, I don't even have any money. <laughs> what am I doing? I didn't even bring. I brought like nothing. What am I doing? Luckily, you're never, you're never really taking money production. with you on these. Um, how how cool these, is that? Did though? you have to call your it's parents like again, Joel? Yeah, I called my parents. <laughs> I'm in Lithuania. Can you come pick me up? Um, no. So I, I, it was a really fun experience, but uh, um, it was just an example. Or like when I worked for Steppenwolf, I moved to Chicago yeah. and I went to Steppenwolf Theater never having been there, never having contacted them before, said, I want to work here. And I had such full-on intention to yeah. work there that they were like, no, you're never going to work here. The ISU kids, uh, they have a huge contest for them to be able to even intern here. All the company does everything, including the costume. John Malkovich did the costumes for the last production. And I was like, here's my phone number. I want to work here. And they called me that night. 
And Jesus. I worked there for two years. And, but that's because I had some serious intention. That's sort so of I don't know what my deal is with the movie industry, why people aren't knocking my doors down, but uh, I still have faith that, that those moments will happen. Um, but I just have to keep doing what I'm doing, I figure, you know, and just keep doing what I'm doing and, and make it known what I want. You have to kind of let that know. But it's, you know, it's similar to acting, though. If you're cool. acting a scene, you have to know what your intention is as well, because otherwise the scene doesn't happen. So the scene you have for us is from the 40-year-old virgin. Why did you yes. pick this? Is this a personal thing that you picked? Why did you pick 40-year-old virgin Why did I pick the 40-year-old virgin? Um, because it's a fun movie. Uh-huh. It's, uh, it's got two you know, actors that we know who they are. I mean, you, you know oh. who these guys are. And uh, it's a familiar movie. It's not like some scene where I'm going to expect you to like start crying or emoting i didn't want to i didn't want anybody to be intimidated by it and i thought it was something we could do that was kind of simple and fun oh, joel i this and i I've wasn't intimidated but when i saw it i was like oh and then i'm like you know bill and i did some some the last two days we've sort of done a few sessions and this is this is hard this has given me real respect for actors this is super hard <laughs> <laughs> i mean i got a bit thrown off because i thought before i watched the the scene i thought i was playing i thought i was playing seth rogan's character so oh, you I, did i was like <laughs> that's why it's I good had, to see the movie yeah so i watched we both watched the scene and and then we're like oh yeah okay it's split up between here and and um i downloaded so this is the scene, it in the movie it's paul rudd paul rudd and steve carell and yep. uh it's andy and dave and so, it's the scene after um, everybody finds out that he's a virgin, that Steve Carell's character is a virgin. Oh, he's, he's, and he's humiliated because he works at like a Best Buy. And I everybody knows. Yeah. He's <laughs> really he's, pissed. He's, he's been keeping it a secret. <laughs> and now all of a sudden he's like, he, he goes to work and everybody's like, hey, hey, you know, Jane Lynch is like, you know, making allusion. His boss is talking about it. And, uh, and he's just completely humiliating. He runs, runs out in the parking lot. And uh, Paul you, Rudd's character comes running after him. Do you want to hear some of our um, practice, Joel? Yeah. Okay. So this is a bit of our practice. I did on a role play the other day. My yeah. teacher was like, you did it perfect because it just never happened. You know, when I was young, I tried it, but it just didn't happen. And then I got I got older and I got more and more nervous because it hadn't happened. And, and yet it hadn't happened yet. And, and I got kind of weirded out about it and then i really all the cuddling and all that shit i like normal and we say things you spit it on and and um i think i gotta get paid more money for this <laughs> now, now i don't know what happened with that audio file but it's like a i think i've pressed start and stop start it's like a truncation of like 10 different locations yeah, but, but it did sound like people talking yeah it was good yeah yeah, yeah. so shall we have it shall we do it billy yeah do yeah, it yeah sure sure man and now just remember that we'll be we're auditioning you're auditioning oh wait now that's and two different the, things and, and are you auditioning big, or are you doing the scene we're auditioning because you're the big director and you want us to work the scene oh and you're, you you're guys like, are auditioning. should oh, that be our intention thing. I'm going to put you guys together and I'm going to see how you work out, you know, whether we're going to put you in the movie or not. So we're under, you know, we're under pressure right now. Well, hold on one second, because that's two different. I just want I want to underscore something here. Okay. Auditioning for a movie and maybe people would disagree with me, but auditioning for a movie and acting a scene can be two different things. Yeah, we got to do it, Billy. We got to do it justice. Like the audition will come. Like I, I don't even audition now. I just get the part, right? Okay. <laughs> yeah. I'm you like guys Mark, are in mate. the movie. You guys are in the movie. Okay, okay. we're in the movie, so there's we no pressure, the, Billy. There's the no pressure. Already. Yeah. Now you guys have it already. It's not I was compla- to show me because as an, in an audition, what you're trying to show me is who you are, mm-hmm. and all the different tools that you have to work with. Okay. When you're doing a scene in a movie. You're being that character going after something, and you're being that character as much as you can possibly be. See, okay. you're not I've worried about trying to sell yourself, or you're not doing some. Right. Kind of, it's not a job interview. Okay. 
that's great the way you separated that that's fantastic oh, i got like one tool but um i'm gonna use it okay now do right. do you count us in, like what happens here joel do you say action or do you count do you count us in, um, on a you... set you might say action yeah at least clint eastwood doesn't he just starts he says yeah. start whenever you're ready but i, I like the kind of like <laughs> start whenever you guys are ready okay yeah. okay start whenever you're ready Andy, Andy, come on. We were just kidding. Come on. Andy, nobody cares that you're a virgin. Don't be such a baby. They were just having fun. They didn't mean anything. Look, get away from me, David. Wait a minute. Stop following me. Hold on. Look. Come on. Hold on, will you? I'm going to lose my job now. You don't have to quit your job. Now, look. I don't want to go out with you guys, okay? I don't need your help. Okay. You don't have to go out with us if you don't want to. Okay, I'm going to stop you guys right yeah. there. And not not just because just because so we can talk about it. No, good. Um, Love it. So Ben. Yeah. What do you want from the other characters? Okay, I I know what I want here. And I, I was going a bit quick, Joel, but okay. Yeah. So the first I've broken this script down. Okay, cool. I'm like, I got my notes. I know what I want. Okay. Nice, nice. So, okay, in the first line here, I don't particularly want him to come out. Like, this is my version of it. I don't. Oh, wait, hold on one second. Yeah. You gotta go. You gotta go macro to to micro. So, in okay. the entire movie, what does this guy want? Well, I think he well. Does he just, I think he probably, he probably just wants to meet, meet, I just watched our scene again. I have seen the whole film, but I just watched You haven't seen the whole film? Okay. I, so a I lot have. of times you want to find out like, okay, what's the whole character? What does he, what does he want? And usually that has to do with what happens to him at the end of the movie. Okay. Or at least that's Good. one way of looking at it. Some people okay. might look at it a different way. I, um, I'm trained to look at it as what happens at the end of the movie? What is this guy going for? Okay. Because um, even if he dies at the end of the movie, you have to earn the right to die. So what are you trying to, what, what do you want? At the end, what happens? Oh, you don't know. He finds, he finds love, essentially. Exactly. He has sex, he has, finds love. But it mm -hmm. seems to be actually love is what he's looking for. Mm -hmm. um, so, okay, so you, this scene, what, what is he trying to get in this scene? From the other character, not from... Not from anybody else outside this scene. What is Dave trying to get from Andy? Yeah. What, or what is, is Dave trying to get from Andy? Okay, well... He wants to get respect. Okay, overall, what does he want? Okay, overall, my understand... Is this... And this, is, this can be a little bit of mental gymnastics. Okay. Because it's not usually okay. what you think. This is overall what I think he wants. I think overall, <clears throat> in my version of this guy, is he doesn't particularly want him to come out with him again he sort of does but he feels guilty and he's more concerned with minimizing that bad he doesn't want to feel guilty number one because they've like made this guy feel bad and if this guy comes out yeah it'll be okay but like i i want to feel better about myself from that's why i'm talking Your to the character wants to feel better about I don't want to so, feel guilt. I don't want to feel. I, I feel terrible that I'm. Everyone knows this guy's a virgin now. So, so you're I'm, David, right? Yeah, David. I'm David. What do you want from Andy? I I guess I want him to. Um, I want to. I want some sort of confirmation that he's not angry at me. So I can not feel guilty. And what 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 would that look like? Um. I guess if he's. If he's not... Why do you want that? So, okay, so I'm just trying to get to the yeah, core yeah, of yeah. this because that character wants something for himself. Yeah. Like, he wants... A, you have to be as selfish as possible. Yeah. I don't what want do to I feel... Want I, I, right now, I feel a bit guilty. I don't like that feeling. I want to feel good about myself. You want to feel good about yourself? Yeah. Okay. And what does that look like? Well, like, if this guy has to come out with us again, that's... Uh, that's okay like he's okay as long as he doesn't like um like stop me from maybe getting any anyone but um like if i have to make him feel better like i will 
Uh, okay. I, yeah. So, okay, so in, a, in acting, and this is just sort of traditional acting. Yeah. You have your overall objective for the scene. Yeah. Which is what you want from the other character. Yeah. And then in the scene, you take different tactics to get that thing. You try different things. Okay. You're like, oh, I'm going to try this. Did that work? No. Okay, let me try this other thing. Did that work? No. Let me try this one. Oh, that's working. I'm going to try that. And then you, you build to the rest of the, the rest of the scene that way and try and, and you're always pursuing what you want. Uh-huh. That's basic traditional acting. There okay. are some people that'll tell you don't do that. Okay. Certainly. But um, essentially that's when you see actors in movies and on television that most of the time that's what they're doing. Mm-hmm. At a basic core. Mm-hmm. There are some people that will tell you that's not what they're doing, and that's another method. There's a lot, so many different methods. But the one that we're looking at is that right now. Mm-hmm. So what you want to do is to get yourself – and the reason you're doing this is to get yourself engaged in trying to get the other person, Billy, to give you what you want. And mm-hmm. that gets you away from going uh, – looking at the line going, how am I going to say this line? Yeah, okay. I like that. Instead, you go, how am I going to get that guy – I I would say in this one he he probably wants you you probably want him um, to go out with you, okay, and your friends. Why? And because you want to make it okay for yourself uh, okay. to get back in the dating pool. Because this guy is the whole movie he's still pining for this other girl. Okay, that yeah. dumped him. Okay, and so now he needs to move on. Yeah, he these two characters both need to get back in the dating scene because uh-huh. they both want love. Uh-huh. And they're each trying to help each other do that. They're each trying to get the other one to do it for them, make it okay. Uh-huh. Wow. <laughs> you know? I like it. <laughs> but doesn't that give you, get you engaged? Like, yeah. I have to get this guy to go out with me because it's that way okay. I can, it makes it okay for me. Okay. So you're going to push me to go out. I, I want to go out, but, I, but I'm denying that I want to go out, but I need because, to go out. And so, okay, so those are, those are your objectives, right? But then there's obstacles in the way. What are the op- what's in the way of you getting him to go out with you again and get, getting you to you know, be okay. your wingman? What, what's in the way? Well, he's annoyed. He, doesn't, he feels embarrassed or like ashamed. And yeah, he definitely. Doesn't, he doesn't want to risk that again. Definitely. What's an obstacle that's in your way? from doing that in my way from doing yeah what why doesn't he trust you well i've made fun of him we've made fun of him i've you been part of, of yeah you told everybody we told everyone he's a virgin yeah so now you have to somehow m- change his mind on that thing you have to get him to trust you again okay through these words and it isn't always the words aren't on the page aren't always what you're really trying to do like yeah. you can say to somebody get away from me yeah and that could mean please hold me yeah you know what i mean that's why these core like um objectives and actions and things like that and obstacles are there wow. because there's an underlying thing going on in the scene and the words that can be you could be saying you know lemonade yeah well wow. and you you know you have to, to use them Wow, that's heavy. I think I need to go and lay. I think I need to go and lay down now, Joel, and think about what you've said. See, that's the thing is, I don't want to get you all like in your head about it. But what you guys were doing is very good. Like you guys are communicating, you know, on the screen. The only reason I stopped it was to just that's good. Go okay. So what are we getting? Because I see a conversation, and it looks very okay. natural. It sounds very natural, a conversation between two people. But then it's kind of like, okay, what keeps me watching? Okay. What keeps should me we, watching is like you're going. What's going to happen? Should we try it again? While yeah, I sort again. of got that. Andy, Andy, come on! We were just kidding. Come on! No one cares. You're a virgin. Don't be such a baby. They're just having fun. They they didn't mean anything. Look, David, just get away from me. Wait a minute. Stop following me, please. Hold on. Look. Look. Come on. Hold on, will you? Look, I'm going to have to quit my job now. See. You're not going to have to quit your job. Now, I don't want to go out with you guys, okay? I don't need your help. Okay, fine. You, you don't have to go out with us if you don't want to. I respect women. I love women. 
I respect them so much that I completely stay away from them. Okay. You, you know what? Okay. I myself have a fulfilling life. I do. How could this not have happened? Look, it just happened. You know, when I was young, it just happened. And then I, I got older and, and, and the more nervous I got because it hadn't happened. And yet, you know, I kind of kind of weirded out a bit and I really because it really didn't happen. And and I don't I don't know. I, I just I stopped trying. Okay. Did did you want to give it another shot? I think maybe it's too late, you know. Sometimes I feel that it's just too late for me. No, it's crazy. You're like 40 years old. You know, 40 is like the new 20. You want to spend the next 60 years of your life never experiencing sex. Not just sex, but love and a relationship and, you know, laughing, cuddling, all that shit. Okay. How did that feel? Did that feel any better? Any different? It's like 20% better. I've still got to get out of my own way and I'm like, oh, I sound like a little bitch in that line. (laughs) Well, it's hard for you guys too because you're doing it through, uh, you know, the internet. Uh Uh-huh. So this is just one other thing I'm going to layer on top of that just for listeners that might be interested in how this works. Um, 90% of acting is listening. Okay. So you really want to be checking in with that other person and see like, is this working what I'm doing? What are they, you know, how's this, ha- what's the effect it's having on them? So a lot of your attention, it's hard when you have your script too. I mean, yeah. you guys are doing great. You guys are doing great. I feel like I'm waiting as you would be. I'm waiting for my, I am sort of listening, but I'm more waiting for my my Exactly. That's why when uh, I do a cold read, Yeah. Uh, you know, they call this a cold read when you're just reading from the yeah. script and you don't know the lines. Yeah. Um, I don't look down at the lines until the other person's done talking. Okay. And then I look down, I pick up my lines because it's much more important that I listen to them than okay. that I look for my next line because then I'm not connected. Okay. Should we try that? You know? Yeah, just do a little bit of it. Yeah, let's okay. do it. So you pick it up from... Yeah, try it. It's, it'll seem like weird Maybe. because there's like a space, you know, like okay. where you have to look down. Uh, Maybe. It's not as much time as you think. Maybe it's too late. Uh, sometimes I feel like it's too late for me. Mm. Now, I think the scene, when looking at it, is really intense when they come out that door and they run down up the stairs. He's chasing. Oh, yeah. And it, but then the next scene, they're sitting in, in, in yeah. besides the scenes where, they, where he's blowing the trumpet and everything to cut away. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, and, but then it comes down and all of a sudden it's this other thing where they're sitting at a table and they're just relaxed. And he's like, oh. right in the, in the movie. Yeah. In the movie, they're yeah. sitting at the table. They, it's so, two scenes actually, right? Yeah. Yeah. But he's very, very agitated when he comes out that door. Oh my gosh. You know, you think he might jump off the roof. Yeah. He said, don't stop following me. God damn it. Yeah. You know, that's what he's really, that's what he's really doing. And the other guy's like, he's frantic too. He's like, Hey, Hey, hey I didn't mean anything by it. You know, it's like, but do you think, do you think that, Andy wants him to stop following him? No. No. Of course not. No. Yeah. He wants him to, he needs that push from Andy. He wants yeah. to get out there. He wants them to come at him like that. But yeah. he's just showing like, you know, because he's very insecure yeah. that he, he doesn't want to be embarrassed in front of people, but he'd like it to happen another right. way, but that's not the way yeah. it can happen anyway. Should we do it again, Billy? Because yeah. I'm feeling I, in I, the I, zone that I'm listening to so you. Where do you want to start from? Let's just go from the top. And we'll go through it. Andy. Andy, come on. We're just kidding. Come on. Andy, no one cares that you're a virgin. Don't be such a baby. They're just having fun. They didn't mean anything. Get away from me, David. Wait a minute. Just stop following me. Hold hold on. Look. Come on, shit. Will you hold on, will you? I'm going to have to quit my job now. You're not going to have to quit your job. <laughs> now, I don't want to go out with you guys. That's for sure. Okay? I don't need your help. I'm okay. Okay, fine. You don't have to go out with us if you don't want to. You know, because I respect women. I love women. I respect them so much that I actually stay away from them. 
Okay. I have a very fulfilling life. How could this have not happened, Billy? Man, it just happened. It was when I was young, and I, I tried, and it didn't happen. And then I got older. I got more and more nervous because it 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 just hadn't happened yet, and and it kind of weirded me out because. And then I really didn't happen, and it got worse. And I don't know. I just kind of stopped even trying. Do you guys? Do you guys see that at that point? It looks like um, David has gotten somewhere with him because he opens up. Okay. And yes. says, you know, what's right. going on, right? Right. And so then, you know, when he goes to the next line, he says, "You want to give another shot?" He's getting somewhere. He realizes he's getting somewhere. You want he's to gonna get he's gonna yeah gonna get him going now yeah he might actually get him to go out with him and yeah, let's do this so yeah so you can wow. see as an actor you're like looking for these seeing like what am I doing how's it having an effect is it gonna is it gonna work is this working or not and that's kind of what you're doing through the whole thing that is so cool Joel are we engaged in the sense like are we are we sort of like like meeting each other, Ben and I, as as, as two actors, yeah. yeah. Or, or do we sound bubblegum? No, like no, it's sounding like, more like and more reading. It's like, sounding more and more engaged. I think as as we go along, the more like we rehearsed it or whatever, the more we work with it, wow. the more engaged you guys sound for sure. I think okay. so. I think I'm sounding more engaged, but maybe Billy, you're sounding like you're re. I can sit here. You're sounding like you're reading a bit more now. That's what I thought. But you don't need, like, you're a natural Billy. You don't, I mean, everyone needs advice. But, like, you're, like, okay. like from the, like, you you can just pick it up and you're, like, shameful Andy, Andy, you know, like. <laughs> That's funny. So that, should I be more like myself? Well, what are we playing? Always we, be more like yourself. Are you playing yourself? <laughs> That's you playing? all you can be, right? As I, soon as you start moving okay. away from yourself. Good point. Can we good do point. one more? I, I know, Joel, you're being very good with your time. Can we do one more where Billy plays himself? Okay. Billy, you do what you were doing before, and I'm going to try and do what Joel said. So one other thing I want to say, because yeah. obviously I have a lot to say about acting, but but um, the the characterization is like the last thing you put on. What does that you mean? You know, like... like Don't like Let's say Steve your character has, has an accent, okay. or if your character has, you know a limp or something like that, oh, yeah. or your character talks funny or whatever, you first got to go with yourself. How would I behave in this? They call it imaginary circumstances. How would I behave in this, these imaginary circumstances? Okay. How would I behave? Okay. And, more, and more and more with film and television, that's what you're going for because they're going to cast very specifically. Mm -hmm. And so you got to be yourself as much as possible. Okay. Okay. Done. Okay. I got it. Right. Okay, let's do it. All right. Andy. Andy, come on. We were just kidding. Come on. Andy, no one, no one cares that you're a virgin. Don't be such a baby. They were just having fun. Didn't mean anything. Oh, Dave, just, just get away from me. Wait a minute. Well, I said, just like, like stop following me, okay? Okay. Look, come on, hold on. Just, just hold on, will you? No, man, I'm, I'm going to have to quit my job now. You don't have to quit your job. You know, not, 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 like I said, I don't want to go out with you guys. You know, cause you know what I mean? And I, and I don't, I don't really need your help. Okay. Fine. You don't have to go out with us if you don't want to. You don't have to. See, you know, you know what? I respect women. And I love women. And I respect them, like, so much that, like, I completely, like, try to stay away from them. Okay. Because for me, right now, I think I have like a very fulfilling life right now. How, how could this have not happened? Man, it just never happened. You know, when I, was, when I was a youngster, I tried a lot of times, but it just didn't happen. And then, like, I, I got older, and I, I got more and more nervous because it didn't happen again. And yet, you know, it didn't happen, and I, I got kind of weirded out about it. And, and then then it really never happened. And, you know, I, I just don't know now at this point. I, I kind of stopped trying. Hmm. Do you want to give it another go? That was great, guys. That was really good. 
Really good. Um, and again, yeah, the more real personal, real personal you can get. So then the next layer now would be at least in the Joel Marshall School of Acting. Yeah. You would find, which is really Ivana Chubbuck School of Acting, which is an acting teacher out here, but also a lot of other traditions that I've studied, um, is you try and find something personal in your life mm -hmm. where you're trying to get the same kind of thing with somebody in your life. Mm -hmm. And you find out what what does this virginity mean to you? Like, what is it? This never happened. Maybe they're asking you about something personal in your life. Like maybe they're asking me, Joel, whatever happened? Why didn't you become a movie star? Uh huh. Well, you know, you know, yeah. I'm going to say that line a lot differently. You know, it, it never happened. When I was young, I really, you know, I tried, but it just didn't happen. When I got older, then I got more nervous, and then. You know, I got kind of weirded out about it and it really didn't happen. You know, I just kind of stopped trying, you know, like you can be talking about something That's else. That's good. He's good, yeah, isn't he, he, Billy? He's, yeah, he you know is. He's I mean? good. This, like... this motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> I'm getting schooled right now. Whose career, Joel, would you be happy to trade places with? Or like who? Um, I like, um, it just comes to mind. Hmm. Edward Norton is, oh, yeah. I think, is a great actor, and he does things that are great. And I love that movie Birdman. Yes. I don't know if you guys have seen that. Uh -huh. Yeah. Uh, you watch that, and, and you know uh, Michael Keaton in that movie. Yep. And weird. He's watching it like, wow, it's a weird movie, but it's such an actor's movie, and they, they do such a For great sure. job. And there's For these sure. long takes. Mm, and like uh, that. yeah, that's the kind of kind of career I aspire to. Definitely, sure. I agree with that. That, what that's... do you think, like, what's it like battling, uh, coming up against these Aussies over there? And why do you think, why are they, I mean, I've got my own ideas, but what do you think is going on there? Oh, why are the, all the Australians getting Yeah, there? I think they're good actors, for one thing. I don't know what's going on, but there's some good actors coming out of there. Um, ben Mendelsohn's one of my favorites, yeah. I must say. Uh, and they keep coming, and they He's do good. great American accents they now, do. which it used to be. Australians or British people, they did terrible American accents and you would hear them and you just laugh. And now it's very hard to tell. And the only time you can really tell is when they get really emotional. You can sometimes hear, yeah, and I, I sometimes will say to my wife, I'm like, oh, that, that's an Australian person too, or that's a British person too. And she's like, it is. And I'm like, yeah, just look them up. I'm sure they are. And it's because I hear just a little sound that's a little off, but it's only when they get upset. Somebody, somebody started teaching accents in uh. Australia and in Great Britain that are just spot on. Um, I think that the successful Aussies that go over there, they, from what I've seen, like the, the, the Hemsworth and stuff, they do their time on the soaps here. They learn how to do, That's they, they learn how to do marks and all that sort of shit. And when they go over there, they've got nothing to lose. So they know that they can always come back here. The other thing is casting directors are enamored by these people. I was, you know, I, I remember going to, they used to have casting workshops where you would go mm. and the casting director would, basically you're paying to meet the casting director mm -hmm. and you'd go in there and the, supposedly they would give you size and then they coach you or whatever. Mm -hmm. I went to one, the lady the entire time talked about this Australian actor who she was putting up in her house and buying clothes for him and, wow. and getting him lessons to lose his accent because she was just enamored by it. It's just yeah. very, very sexy to people. This, you know, the Australian accent here, people go nuts for it. Um, and I think that that does have something to do with it. And it's also like a magic trick that they like all of a yeah. sudden, they're like, they have an American accent. You're it like, is. Wow. That's incredible. It's impressive. Mm. Interesting. Yeah. Take from there. Wow. We're often working with people and they're pretty like, it's a corporate video, but they're pretty, how can I get them to like. I don't want to say, like, I'll say to them, Billy, won't I? I'm like the worst director ever. Or like, okay, say this line and be happy. Oh, I see. How can you direct them? Yeah. You have to be crafty about that. I mean, really good actors can just work with somebody saying, I want you to be more happy, and then they find their own way into sure. being more happy. But if you want to be able to direct people that are not necessarily actors, you have to give them something to go after, just like I was talking about in that script. You got to get them to go, you know, say, hey, you know, this person, you love this person. Like you could say that. Somebody comes up and gives them a paper, like here's a paper, and you're like, you want them to be happier. Be like, 
this person is your idol at this place. You want to be exactly like them, and you and you want to make them happy, and you're hoping that maybe they'll um, take you out um, to the the club that they go to after work. So when the person comes over, they're going to be like, "Hi," you know, they're going to be happy without you telling them some kind of an emotion, mm-hmm. because a lot of times you just people fake if they fake emotions mm-hmm. rather than go after something, it puts the attention on them. Right. And then, then they act in a very cardboard sort of way because they're trying to get some kind of product. Excellent answer. I like that. Thanks. I just want to say through our little acting exercise that it's, yeah. it's already changed my life. All right. Yes. Just like for, my, for my regular routine, it's brought me back yeah. to where I need to be, to be honest. And I can't wait for the rest of the day to, to, to use that for myself. I love it. I love it. I've oh, got to be great. in the moment and just be myself. Yep. That's what we all have to remember. Thanks for saying that. You're welcome, that was really. You're welcome, Joe. I will so, also take that note. I mean, I've got no plans, but like I have no real desire. Like, this is fun. I've got no desire to be an actor, like, to be honest. Like, they're like, you could be a fan. I'll be like, can I be, can I be a musician? So, like, I'm not. Yeah. But this has been really, it's just interesting, I guess. Isn't it, though? Yeah. It's fun. And That's you're a good teacher. Thank you. Yeah. Appreciate that. I've been taught by the best. I was I was laughing. I was just thinking, as has Billy. As has Billy. Uh, thank you uh, for everything. Thank yeah, you, Tom, Joel. I always feel like interviews are uh, transformative. So, Joel, thank you so much for your time and generosity um, today, and that that was a lot of fun. Um, we we learned a lot. We ha- we enjoyed it. Billy and I are grateful. Maybe one time we'll get you back on again and we can talk about some computer problems that I'm having with with this old PC. Yeah, that would be great. I'd really enjoy that. Yeah. Um, something with the Apple Talk. <laughs> the Apple Talk. Really the, the really yeah, I would love yeah. to just figure out all your computer problems. <laughs> Thanks so much for having me. That was my first that was my first time being a guest on somebody else's podcast. Now my daddy told me. Boy, you better learn the blues. Cause if you learn them blues, you won't ever lose. That's what he said. Okay, Billy, that was our interview with Joel Marshall via the undersea cables to the Pacific Atlantic Ocean, Pacific Ocean to Los Angeles. It's a direct line basically from here to there isn't it you just swim yeah it was quite refreshing man to f- talk to somebody that far away i really enjoyed it so do we have any yeah i i i mean i've met i've i've known joel for like um 10 years probably more than i started talking to joel in like 2006 from a podcast that he had so it's kind of cool full full circle that he's come now on on mine as i was on one of I was on an episode of his um very briefly just sitting in really but I did say a few comments and um I think it's really cool that um you know um he made time for us and um I I'd love to hang out with Joel for like I need like three days with him because I want to ask him he knows computer stuff I want to talk to him about some computer stuff as well you know like yeah you talked about that you were going to follow up with him yeah um, I like well, talking to him about all the old technology that no one else knows about, and then he'll he thinks it's funny. If everyone could do do us do yourself a favor, but do us a favor and go and have a look at Joel's stuff, the the YouTube channel Joel Marshall. Look, you're probably sitting in front of a computer right now. Open it up, open up YouTube, have a search, and if you look at episode sixty one, you can see about. Um, towards the end of it, Joel actually gives us a shout out, which is very, um, was very exciting to see at five thirty yeah. in the morning when yeah. it comes out live. So um, yeah, shall we? Um, yeah. Shall we? Hopefully, we'll have Joel on um, again at some point. Sure, I think we, I think we, I think we did ourselves justice the other morning. I think he really kind of gives us the okay. He gave us a shout out. And uh, um, that's that's going to be that's that right there tells you that what, we. What must did be you doing think when he that. showed that little icon, Billy, of us, you and me? You know what I felt like. You know, he, he really kind of respects us, and I think we we actually we can hold that we can carry that torch. 
I give us that much credit. I think we're really doing really well. Um, and I think he, he knows that we're doing well too. And uh-huh. he gave us that respect because I believe how long was the interview actually? It went quite a bit of a long yeah, time. Well, he gave it? us quite a bit of time. Let's cool. go into final thoughts. This part of the show, we're going to do some final thoughts. This part of the show, we're going to do some final thoughts. Thoughts you might think at the end. So, Billy, what have you... I mean, I've learned today that um, acting is is really hard, like, to do it well, which I didn't do but you you're a natural at it so i don't know what your perspective is but it's really hard you've got to really do a lot of mental gymnastics and um i think i think we got we got we got i think i learned that um acting is is difficult and it's it's about like you know i'm a cameraman i've always been behind the camera and I've always thought people should be like really chilled out because it's only a camera. But if you flip that camera around on me, man, I think I turn into a different person too. So that's about it for this episode. Um, if you want to do us a huge favor, you can go to iTunes and give us a five-star review. Or if you want to get in touch with us, any ideas or future potential guests, that sort of thing, we have a new email address, billybenpodcast at gmail.com. Had a, re- a review from Ace McTwoK, who I don't know who that is, but we- we've had a couple of reviews on iTunes, Billy. I don't know if you've seen him. Man, yeah, I need to get with the program. You need to get with it. Thank you, Ace. I don't know who you are. What's the last name? McTwoK. And if you've got a person that sort of annoys you a bit, and you need to chat, send them this, and um, that will take out a whole conversation. You know, really? It oh, would. yeah. This, uh, I send that to Adam. Adam's going to be a future guest, Adam the Hater. Um, he won't listen to an episode, but he, he's, he's actually going to be on the um, show. So I always send him. Um, I like to spam him with our links to iTunes and stuff like that. Um, Brian also got back to me, and he said he listened to the episode where we spoke about his hair, and he thought it was really funny. So that was good. I was wondering when that was going to come about. Yeah. Because we do say some things about Brian's hair. I think he was quite flattered, as you would be. I guess we were flattering, though. If you give us a five-star rating, that would be good. That would be good. And then share it with your friend. Send it to somebody. Share it with somebody you don't like. Share it. Find one person. You've all got them. There's one person in your friend's group that is annoying you. Just send it to them. And they'll love you for it or they'll hate you for it. Yeah. But you'll get a reaction. You'll get a reaction. And thanks for everyone else that has given their feedback so far. We're very grateful. And, um, you know. Tune in next time. Tune in next time. the right time yeah i like it i think we should take that script and we should go Let's over it get again. better at it i'm gonna fucking go method on it i'm gonna be like andy i'm 40 and i'm a virgin i'm gonna do um i'll try and do a, 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 ba- a, a pacino who who can you do billy i can do mike tyson you know that's very good because one day one day you know, I could tell you the story about what happened to me when I was in New York once and I was driving my car. Next thing I know, it's like, Mike, what do you want for dinner? And I was like, well, let's go to the fish food fancy seafood restaurant and I'll have the deep dish sea, sea bass. And I went, <laughs> Um, Billy, I just want to say, you were atrocious. <laughs> I reckon that's My daughter, Malika, could have done better. The inches we need are everywhere around us. <laughs>